Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this Friday edition of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and as you can tell by the title, we have a lot of huge topics to get into, and this should be a hashtag fun show. Obviously, if you are new to the program, and I've been getting a ton of new subs, I want to say thank you for taking the time to not only sub the channel, but of course, support Double Barrel Gaming, and if you are new and you're not subbed, well, consider hitting that sub uh, that sub button, and uh, I can guarantee you, I think you're going to really dig the vibe of the show, as well as the unbelievably amount of content, live content that I'm doing. Uh, I don't do videos very rarely because I feel more alive behind the microphone, and I feel that interacting with the community this way is probably the best way. So let's get into the introduction, then we're going to get right into the start of the show, and we're going to start off with our regular panel members first and we're going to start with crispy bomb crispy thank you so much for taking the time to be here and not cutting down your uh, your neighbor with your chainsaw ha. i love it boom uh it, it's always fun and you know what way to start a good friday morning then with breakfast with boom let's do it baby well, definitely appreciate you being here. Love the opinions that you bring. And, of course, they're always genuine and honest. And I think that's what people really dig about you being on this program. Next up, you know him as the voice of the elegant and very popular trophy room on loan. Or should I say on rental from PlayStation Nation. Please welcome Mr. Bad Bit. Hey, guys. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm doing good this day, morning. I know, man. I I am so pumped. Like I I love the show and everything, but I can't wait for this to end so that I could go to squadrons. <laughs> yes, this is, yes, yes. Oh my god! Put on that PSVR headset. I'm in. I got you my hard drive fixed. I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah, you know what, dude? I went back on my word. I bought it for the Xbox. Because I bought the Star Wars controller, and you know, obviously, one goes with the other. So I, I'm what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to treat myself and double dip and play the entire uh, squadrons in VR, which of course something that I love doing. So uh, awesome! And, yeah, I can only imagine. I'm, I'm only one mission in, and so far, wow, very well acted, very well. Graphics are really tight. It, it, I got goosebumps. Yeah, but, yeah, I did. I got goosebumps because obviously, you know, I. Listen, you guys know my age, so it's not like, oh, my God, I'm showing my age. I saw Star Wars in the theater, okay, folks? As a seven-year-old punk kid, I got to hang out with my parents and see Star Wars in the theater. So I've been a big old Star Wars nerd for my entire life. And, wow, what a day if you are a Star Wars fan and at 40 bucks. And, more importantly, if you are an EA Play subscriber, you save 10% on top of that, which is pretty cool. Um, but let's continue with the introductions. Next up, one of the newer members of the panel. You know him as Dreadpool. I call him Superman. Welcome to the show there, dude. Oh, good morning, everyone. How you guys doing? Um, you know what? I actually did see uh, Star Wars when I was a kid, too. Nice. So, so you're I'm just probably, excellent. Yeah, I'm right, right behind you. Right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> one it. of my oh, yeah. favorite memories if i can indulge for just a sec Please, about star wars because we had you know i was born in the 90s so i wasn't as lucky but like it's been with me since i was like three like got that qui-gon Jin lightsaber right behind me Love uh it. it's it's a one-to-one -one. anyway uh <laughs> we had the 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 um like the the vhs collection 
And I remember being so excited um, like to, to watch it. I took the collection. I was running downstairs. I tripped, and the whole collection fell. And my oh, brother, my he super yelled at me that day. And so it's a very traumatic memory, but that's that was literally the first memory when I think of Star Wars. Oh God, that's hilarious. Is that bent corner on the disc? <laughs> oh my God, man. You know it's funny. That that's a terrible memory. It's a terrible memory, but a funny one. Thank you for sharing such a horrific, uh, you know, life scarring memory that you nearly destroyed Star Wars with one trip. <laughs> I still have my VHS cassette tapes. So and do I. As, as a brother, I'm surprised he didn't beat the crap out of you. Dude, I was, well, you know what? It was like kind of like my mom and dad holding us back. You know, it was kind of like the meme where the, it's like the lady yelling at the cat. That was my brother. He was just straight up yelling at me, and I was the cat hissing. Oh, nice. That is freaking hilarious um you know real quick we had a channel member pop in a new channel member i should say and i'm trying to find the gentleman's name because obviously this chat is going quite fast uh let me see if i could find it because obviously we'd like to um uh say thank you and represent everyone that has taken the time not only to drop a super chat but of course join double barrel gaming and support this channel um let's see i believe i found it i think it's um it's effing nuisance uh good morning and thank you for becoming a channel member brother super super appreciate that and uh you know what let's introduce our very special guest making his first appearance and that's something that we've been doing a lot here on double barrel gaming is introducing new talent to the community at large and flamish you're you know you might be new to this particular program but i don't necessarily think you're new to the community because you've been working with clowns on four guys with quarters welcome to breakfast with boom yeah thank you mr boom uh for getting me on this panel it's been uh some tricky um yes, time to has. actually get it together <laughs> so when uh when the schedule uh yeah, uh, yeah we finally got here yeah, we finally got our schedules met i've been talking with flamish actually for for, for i would say a couple of months and uh we've just been trying to you know uh you know get those schedules aligned and, and here we are today folks we're, we're here to talk about um you know quite a few things so flamish thanks so much for being here so let's let's get into the um the first topic and obviously you know recently i've added something called bits and bytes uh these are smaller topics um, that uh, necessarily won't take up a lot of time, but are still relevant, worthy of a conversation. And uh, as we wait for people to come in, we're already at 220 people, which is fantastic. So we want to welcome everyone that is here and just coming into the show. Let's talk about this for a second. Uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members get EA Play on November 10th, which just so happens to be the day that the Xbox Series X and S launch. Now, granted, it may not strike a chord with every gamer that isn't so much a sports fan or enjoys playing sports titles, but the advantage of having this extra service adds uh, not only 60 additional titles that you can play both 360 and current um, uh, Xbox games, but you also get 10-hour trials. Uh, for new games that are launched, as well as 10% off of all EA purchases for the price of absolutely free. So, uh, Joe, I want to go to you first on this. Obviously, again, this is this is a big deal. I don't think a lot of people have been talking about this, but you know, if they would have said, well, okay, EA Play in there, here's two extra dollars you have to pay. No, Microsoft worked out a deal, 
and it's in there for free. And like I said, if you were on the fence about, let's say, Star Wars Squadrons, you can get that 10-hour trial just for having a Game Pass Ultimate. What are your thoughts on this? I think it kind of shows like the direction in which gaming is going to be headed to um, when, you know, I, I, I talk about, about this a lot on the show, which is like the, the day where we don't necessarily have dedicated consoles, the, 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 I guess a little fear I had or concern, not fear is the, is, is where would games go? Would it be everybody has their own subscription service and it's all, you know, kind of like what we see now with like Netflix, Hulu, Disney yeah. plus, mm-hmm. you know, Peacock's now one, um, you know, where you have all these services and are you really actually saving money at the end of the day? It's really cool that Xbox is saying, no, I think w- their bet on the future is we're still going to be that center for all these other uh, publishers or developers to come to us to have this one big broad uh, service of services. So Mm -hmm. it's cool that like EA play still exists. Uh, It's still a thing, but I think they very much needed the influx of cash from something like a, you know, uh, a game pass to keep that service a little bit relevant. So if you're Xbox Game Pass, you're getting a whole bunch of games uh, like Dead Space, which you should play one yeah. and two and just forget that you ever existed for absolutely free along and, and along those lines of as well, getting EA games. Hopefully EA doesn't like, you know, turn the faucet off on this, but like getting that 10% discount. Like I'm thinking, you know, the, you know, uh, I know Fallen Order isn't. In Dude, play I, was actually, I was actually going to comment on that. I think that that's coming at launch. I think so, I, too. Completely just a speculation, but it would be pretty freaking cool if a game... For me to that, replay that. You're right. Yeah, but you know, you'd be able to play it on your X. You'd be able to play it with faster mm-hmm. SSDs because you know the load times in there were a little egregious. <laughs> um, but to, to be able to potentially get Jedi Fallen Order, which was one of Respawn's finest uh, games, no doubt about mm-hmm. that, and certainly one of the best Star Wars titles in years, yeah. in there for the price of nothing, just having the uh, you know um, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, that's a big deal. Yeah, and, and and I think like even down the road of like you know having a uh, Fallen Order two and then being able to get that ten percent off as we see games are going up in value they're not declining in value so seeing seeing that digital future look to be more of the sixty nine ninety nine market having those savings where you where you can have it and at the same time having Game Pass there just adds that value. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, Dreadpool, obviously, we were talking pregame, and Star Wars Squadrons is something you're in, you're interested in, but may, may not pull the trigger initially. If you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can play the 10 hours. You can unlock achievements. All your save data is going to be there if you decide to pick it up and maybe at a sale at the end of the year. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on EA Play coming into Xbox Game Pass, not only for free, but on the day that the console launches, bringing even more games to you available with the service. It's anti-capitalism. What are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, I can't really see any reason other than those that are already prepaid, but you're getting uh, reimbursed on it anyway. Uh, there's no reason to complain. You know what I mean? Uh, it. it yeah, some of the some of the titles are older or last year's sports titles, but if you haven't had them, it's not a big deal. You weren't going to play them anyway, so it, you know what yeah. I mean. You get it's extra games that you have 
available to you, you know, and at the same time, it, it's, you're able to play the 10 hours, you're able to try them out uh, for the new ones, you know, so you're, you're, I mean, it's a win-win. You're not paying any more than you were before. You know what I mean? You got access to that many more games. And unfortunately, a lot of the need for speed I already owned, so it does me no good. So there's your there's your first complaint, right? You know, I already own some of those old games. Owning games, damn it. <laughs> yes. But you know, but but you know, in reality, there it's it's a good thing across the board. You know, we're already talking about cable, right? You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna cut the cord and we're gonna go with all these apps, but then you realize you're spending just as much money having all the different apps than you would have just had regular cable and had the extra 5,000 channels you don't watch anyway, you know? So it's, but we're not doing that here. We're same price right now. And I'm sure it'll increase in, in the years to come, but for the, the, you, you got quantity and quality there, right? It's yeah. not all, uh, what was that? Um, game pass filler. Yeah, I mean, so you're getting so much more and, and such a variety, too. So it's not just a variety from Xbox. It's a variety from EA. So it, it's, a, it's a good thing overall. You know what? What's interesting is that on the day that this launches, FYI, if you don't know, not only are you going to get all these games, but they're adding Madden 21 as well as FIFA 21. So you're getting the new games. And obviously, football season just started. And yes, obviously, in November, you're getting close to the end of the season because, you know, the playoffs are coming in through December and January. But, folks, you're still getting the new Madden for the price of free. Uh, real quick, we have to thank a very generous friend of the show. And, uh, Joe, there's a hidden message here for you uh -oh. that says this. Uh, Sin Vendetta actually, you know, obviously drops a $5 super chat, and his generosity is always welcomed here. Uh, he says, Mr. Bad Bit, I know it's your birthday on Sunday. So it my is. gift to you is the Demon Souls remake digital deluxe edition on me. Happy birthday. Oh my no. God, dude! Wow. That, that is, is awesome, dude. Awesome. Sin dude. Vendetta. Thank you. I got, I got watery eyed. Thank you so much, Sin Vendetta. That is amazing. Look at that smile. Look thank at that you, smile. Man. Yes. And you know what? This is the love that comes to these wow. shows, and I want to thank you for the generosity. But Sin Vendetta, you're going to be happy wow. to know. You're going to be thank happy you, to know, man. brother. I have that game paid off for in full, and yes. I am getting it for the PlayStation 5. I'm going to die a lot. I'm maybe not finished the game. Hell, I may even get past the first fucking boss. But with that said, I'm still getting it because it looks damn good. And you know what? It's a launch game, and I buy all launch titles, even if they're obscure, for at least for me. Uh, so yeah. I know that Joe is happy, and I know Sin Vendetta is happy, Thank and you, I know man. that I'm happy. That's craziness. Thank you. You don't have to do that. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That is really good. That is really cool of you, Sin Vendetta. Thank you so much for Absolutely. that. Uh, very much. Um, Crispy Bomb, you have been a proponent, uh, an, an outright defender of Xbox Game Pass since its inception because of the value that comes along with it. And there's no denying that Microsoft wants to give you more bang for your buck. They understand that it uh, this the, the world is the way it is, and unfortunately, um, money isn't as you know easy to find as it may have been once before because of obviously the pandemic. And it seems as if um, the uh, the stout list of games already in Xbox Game Pass 
merged with, of course, Xbox All Access, and now EA Access or EA Play in, uh, you know, the service you've already paid for is an, an incredible deal. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I mean, all we do is play old games on Xbox. Remember that. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's incredible because actually a lot of these old games are when EA was actually uh, a pride and joy in the community uh, when they actually you know had their ish together as we like to say mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, I mean we'll go example once I get my Series X whenever the heck I get it just saying uh, did you get a pre order down or no not yet no I'm, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna be taking the day off <laughs> and camping <laughs> out like some people did for the pre-order yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know because I, I got a Best Buy near me I got a game sound be like which one am I gonna go to I just gotta figure that out I think I'm gonna go Best Buy because I think they're gonna have more than just about everybody else personally yeah um so you know you got games like Bad Company too in there. I mean, oh and, and, God, so good. Sorry, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and and I'm like, I'm like, I wonder how how much you know this could look better on the Series X just just by it pushing it to its limit. You know what I mean? Like, yep. if I'm not mistaken, that was when Frostbite. That's the reason why Frostbite was actually used across EA, even though they shouldn't have done that. By the way, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but that that was like the first time that engine really came in, and it was actually one of the most destructible environments at that point in time, if not the most destructible environment. So it's it's going to be a little interesting because the game really didn't run great back then. And I do remember that because like there'd be a lot of clipping and stuff like that when like well the not just that down. but like the snipers in that game were so broken it was amazing like you can you can there you could take down a helicopter in like a couple of hits like it was a beautiful game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah I mean you got games like that in there I mean it, I didn't even know about the Madden thing the only thing is is you might as well go play Madden 19 and call it a day I mean I'm just saying like the, the mm-hmm. game is game re- you know, and, and the, the game has been rehashed. It's, I feel like every three years you finally get something a little bit new. And, and like, I bought 19, and I thought it was pretty good. You know, and then and then I, I bought 20 because Mahomes was on the cover. I mean, you know, shame on That's me. Dude, no, I don't remember that, dude. <laughs> I heard Steeler fans, so when, you know, obviously you keep those games because you're, you're, you're you know, your your player is on the cover. Very rare. Well, what's, funny, what's funny about you saying you're a Steeler fan, I, I feel that Madden 10 – is the last great Madden that came out because they really they pushed it and well, that it was, was, it was, Malu was on the uh, cover. So yeah. you know, I I I I can see the Steeler love there. Um, <laughs> you know that it, the beauty of this is is you have more games to play, and I, you know that's why I I'm like, oh, you're defending Game Pass, you're playing old game. Well, right now we have oh, that's really all we have. I mean, you can sit here and tell me that. All these games coming out on PlayStation, you, you just look at your enamoredness for Demon Souls, but really, technically, it's an old game. I'm not trashing nobody about it. I'm just saying, let's call it like we see it. Let's keep the same energy. Like, dude, the game is it looks incredible, but I mean, let's not trash Xbox gamers for loving to play old games. Just like we, I'm not going to sit here and trash Bad Bit for loving to play Demon Souls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, like. 110 percent that's why i like i made a comment last yesterday's show like when someone's just like um 
someone dared say that PS Now is better than Game Pass. I'm like, guy, I run a PlayStation show, and I know that's false. I'm never gonna, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, and like that's filled with old games as well. Like that's a PS2, PS3 catalog. I hate that. I I hate the Xbox filler thing and and old games uh, thing. Uh-huh. It's it's stupid. Not, well, I mean, listen, pe- pe- people are just going to be people. And obviously, it, it, like sports, you're going to root for your team and you're going to hate the other team. And that's fine. I mean, listen, it is what it is. But the value proposition is certainly in Microsoft's um, court, Absolutely. so to speak. And uh, if you are a fan uh, and you are a supporter of it, you are going to be treated, especially uh, at launch, with a plethora of games to play and you know again you, if you look at someone like myself now granted i'm buying a ps5 it's already paid for i have all the peripherals pre-ordered the only thing i couldn't get my hands on which i was mad was the, the headphones which they said they're going to have when the, when it, when the console launches so i'll pick it up then um but you know every game that i have and i'm buying for the playstation 4 is costing 70 dollars we were talking about that in the pre-show i mean my, my god 70 dollars but at least I know that when I bring home my Series X and S, because I bought both, um, I'm, I could logistically go to my Xbox Game Pass, see what new games are in there, and practically all of them are going to be in there, and just hit the download button, and I'm good to go, which is pretty freaking amazing. And, again, considering the times that we're in, fantastic for the wallet, especially because the holiday season is going to start up right after these consoles come out, so you know. Obviously, you, you get got you know you got to attempt to buy gifts for loved ones, and maybe the money isn't going to be there. So, having the ability to play all of these games on Xbox Game Pass is a big deal. Uh, you know, Flamish, let's get to you on your opinion on this. Obviously, EA Play does not have as many games uh, as, of course, uh, Xbox Game Pass, which is over two hundred, but it's still sixty additional games. On the day that the console launches, which is, of course, going to include Madden 21 and FIFA 21, that's a pretty big deal. What What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, first of all, I do want to say I already pay for, like, the vaults they have. That's, like, uh, 98 games or something. Oh, okay, from, so you do like through the PC then. Yeah, I've, I've already, like, used that a lot, like, for Battlefront 2, uh, which is actually free in there. Um and some older like battlefield titles um and a lot of others but for me personally like um first of all i i think it's great for people that haven't played games like madden yet so because like me i don't really play sports titles um i i don't really touch those but when, when you look at the value you're getting um inside the service like uh, you you got those 10 hours you, so you can try out any game from ea that comes out for 10 hours um then you also uh get those 10 percent discount so it's actually gonna make ea more um money overall because more people will probably try out those games and if they really like them they will buy them and maybe before uh, they will actually not even touch the game because they didn't know if they would like it. So I guess it's even better for EA as well. Like if you look at it, that they see that it's more prof- profitable. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about it. I mean, listen, again, value proposition is going to play a tremendous point uh, moving forward. And the company that can offer you 
um, high quality content along with uh, value attached to it is going to be the leader of the of of the pack, so to speak. And Microsoft seems to have their ducks in order, uh, so to speak, because you know if you want to buy the consoles. You can buy it for five hundred or four ninety nine and two ninety nine respectively. If let's say, for instance, you just don't have the money for it, well, you can take advantage of the um, uh, EA uh, the EA they say EA access the Xbox All Access program at thirty five dollars a month for the X, twenty five dollars a month for the S. Right, tremendous value because you get two years of Xbox Live and Game Pass uh, packed in there for that price. Um, and and his even more so zero APR. So it's not like you're you're, you're dropping it down on a credit card that you got to pay you know um, you know twenty six and a quarter percent. Uh, Microsoft's not making a dime on this. You're literally paying for it. And if you buy it through that, you're actually saving sixty dollars over the course of the two years if you bought the services outright and the console. So again, value for the gamer. Um, the addition of Bethesda. You know, wow. I mean, you know, they're going to be getting all these games. Perfect example. What happened yesterday? Doom Eternal. Game of the year, in some people's opinion, in Xbox Game Pass. For good. For life. Because they're first party now. That's that's pretty epic. So, uh, this is... um. Again, it, it's a big deal. Uh, again, not the biggest topic of the day for sure, but one that I thought might be interesting to talk about. And uh, I want to move on to the second bites and bits of the day. This one is a little bit of a fun one, uh, and it's 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 interesting. It's gonna it's obviously it's gonna involve Nintendo for a second, but we're gonna be talking about the Master Chief because obviously the question is, could the Master Chief, Halo's the Master Chief? Be a future Super Smash Brothers fighter. And uh, Xbox has commented on the possibility of Halo, of the Halo protagonist, Master Chief, coming into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate following today's announcement. Well, yet really yesterday's announcement that the uh, Minecraft Steve is the next DLC character coming to the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite platform fighter. And as you would expect, the news is trending on Twitter. It was all day yesterday. And of course, some of the you know characters that got snubbed uh, that, that are fan favorites is Sora from Kingdom Hearts, Crash Bandicoot, Tracer from Overwatch, and Master Chief. Uh, but here is where it gets a little bit interesting, folks. Um, responding to Xbox France's promotion of the news, one fan asked a question that many Xbox fans want to know. When is the Master Chief coming into the game? And they replied, uh, actually, which was pretty interesting. And all they said, quite simply, is the Master Chief has not been invited yet, which leaves the door open. Again, I understand it's not Redmond, it's Xbox France. But here's my question. And, Joe, I want to start with you first on this. And here's the question. Would the Master Chief coming into Smash Brothers Ultimate actually be a good thing. And the reason why I suggest such a thing is because we know that the Master Chief started his reign of terror, if you're, of course, a part of the Covenant, uh, in 2001 with the launch of the OG Xbox. Now, there are a lot of younger gamers that game on, of course, the Nintendo Switch. There are also tweens and people in their 20s that may not even know who the master chief is potentially yeah. may, may never even played a halo game but how incredible would it be 
to have the Master Chief not only arrive in Super Smash Brothers, could that open the door to bring potentially new customers to Xbox and with the price of a 299 Series S make that more of a, a, an easier jump for some? Well, all I need to see, and, and then my life's like perfect at this point. There's not even a like <laughs> all like when I see the Master Chief, because it's one, not if, uh go Master Chief and then bam, like you know, the, the card hits <laughs> finishes the fight in Smash Brothers. I will lose my mind. I've been championing this ever since they put like a uh, stupid cloud in the game. If cloud could be in super smash brothers, yes. that cute son of a gun, then, <laughs> then master chief could be there. There's I've, I've always wanted this. I've always been a champion of it. I've always thought the, the way it should be is like, literally they're, they're doing the halo three uh, trailer. Cause it's literally the best where he jumps down to fight the covenant in that crater he yes. looks up and you just see it in his visor and then it flashes and it's just the smash symbol oh my god i would whew, i would start going to church again boom if i saw that <laughs> i would start going back to church this would be huge and i think um you know when we're thinking about we talked about this last show which everybody should check out you know the 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 attach rates of 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 games or, or, or consoles now uh, in terms of like multi console owners, like mm -hmm. I have a switch right on me right here. Um, and when I think about uh, it's what a one to three, if you own a PS4, you probably own a uh, Xbox One, vice yeah. versa. Yep. That attach rate must be something wild for people that either just own an Xbox and a switch, or people that own a PC and a switch, or a PS4 and a switch. So I think we've seen. Microsoft and Nintendo get really close. Uh, I know there was rumors of them or, or talks of them putting Game Pass on Switch and having having Minecraft Steve, having Banjo in there, having having Microsoft IP in that game means that they talk on uh, on a more regular basis than we think, and they're going after you know what Smash has always gone after. Games with a legacy. Minecraft has popularity. It has a legacy. It's the most played game every single month, right? Um, you, you you take a look at Banjo. Has a legacy with Nintendo fans. And also has a lot of love from the Xbox community. So seeing them even go after games that usually or didn't even launch on the Nintendo Switch, which is you know Final Fantasy VII with Cloud. There is no way on God's green perfect earth that Master Chief doesn't have a chance at at this he definitely does and th there is a huge legacy with him with microsoft and again it, 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 they don't have to even be on the nintendo console at this point just for the master chief to be there is a huge huge thing i don't think it would be i think it would be closer to when infinite comes out that we'll see that but i think what you hit on the point here and it's my last point i'm sorry i'm taking them all is that this is a great way to celebrate that 25th anniversary of Halo. So, yeah, indeed, you know, yeah, that, that you know what? Listen, the thing is this: Microsoft understands, and, and I, I, I kind of, and I'll bring this question next to, of course, Crispy. Crispy, when Banjo and Kazooie uh, made their way to Smash, it was world-breaking news. Like the the internet basically melted because they've been calling for this. Obviously, Banjo Kazooie saw his uh, saw, saw their characters born on the N64. Um, and coming into Smash was a big deal. But what was interesting uh, 
is that the copies of the games on Xbox started to sell uh, because people wanted to celebrate the fact that, of course, Banjo Kazooie was in, um, you know, in, you know, on the Switch. There was talk about maybe a potentially a reboot of some sorts, which I'm still, I'm still praying that that's going to happen. But having Master Chief, uh, one of the most prevalent characters, and to Joe's point, if Snake from Metal Gear, if Cloud from Final Fantasy, if Ryu from Street Fighter, could all be in Smash. Is it really out of the question to see Master Chief make his way there? The answer is no. It actually would be a match made in heaven and, again, would be a, would be a catapult to have some gamers who maybe didn't know who the Master Chief is and want to try you know, a, a new Halo game that's coming out, oh, specifically next year. So it, like Joe was saying, the celebration, and it actually, Joe, would be the 20th year. Of the of the franchise, uh, come no, November. Did I say twenty fifth? You said twenty fifth. Yes. Fake fan. Sorry. Fake fan. Fake fan. It's it's okay. Luke is never going to let you live that down. I just want you to know. So I'm not going to screen cap this and send it to Luke or anything like that. But get ready for a barrage of, of fake fans coming. Oh, I will. Also, oh, well, there you go. Damn there it. you go. But crispy. What are your thoughts on the potential? Uh, and the timing seems like it's kind of it could potentially line up, right? I mean, Master Chief turns twenty in November of next year. We're getting potentially a new, uh, you know, a new mass, you know, a new game with the Master Chief in Infinite, and it would be pretty dope if it was timed right that he was a new character announced in October of twenty twenty one, the same way that they announced uh, Minecraft Steve today. Well, what are your thoughts on the possibility of Master Chief? Getting into Smash. Well, you know, it comes down to mind chair. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, PlayStation's been doing this for a while. With, with I mean, they're not necessarily totally exclusive, but obviously, uh, for the most part, they've had exclusive rights to most of their characters that went in there. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's Master Chief. I mean, it, the beauty of it is, is it, it fits perfectly. The guy can jump real high, he's super strong, he can do all these these wild things. So it's it kind of fits perfectly into the game. And and you know, it's not like you're you're throwing uh, Marcus Phoenix in there with his chainsaw trying to cut people in half. You know what I mean? So it's it, it makes total sense. Um, I would love to see that though. Luigi just get <laughs> chainsaw in the back. Thing. <laughs> I, I gave everybody thoughts now. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. To think about because you know xbox has really been playing nice with nintendo i almost feel like they're trying to warm them up for something on it but uh you know if if master chief goes in there i expect game pass to be in there at some point if that happens and they're willing to play that nice with them i'm expecting because I'm, I'm gonna say something that you know was out of the box i said it on twitter you, you got to understand that like the underpoweredness of the switch could be helped by Game Pass with the cloud. Yeah. Like it would it would absolutely allow you to play games that you never would have been able to play on the Switch. And yep. that's the only reason why I think Nintendo's thinking about it. Now, don't get me wrong, there could be a, a a bigger more powerful console coming out from them. You know, that's just basically a Switch 2.0. And yeah. that could be possible, but it still might not be able to run some of these games. Like some of these games are very taxing. Like I, I was always surprised that Outer Worlds even ran out, even though it runs at like I shoot like ten frames per second sometimes. You know what I mean? Like those are things that can hamper the experience. And the one thing yeah. that the cloud does is it can overcome that. And 
I just I feel like it could possibly happen with Nintendo because they feel that they're not touching a part of the market. Like their exclusives are their exclusives. And a lot of people are like, well, that would kill Xbox. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a secondary console for most people anyway. So how no, would it's, that it's not even it's not even when it's it's not even if it's it is when. Like again, like they've talked about it before. I don't know why the talks fell through, but like maybe it is Nintendo being super picky. So uh, you know, I, I think it like they've tried cloud and Japan, it didn't work out for them. They obviously need that infrastructure. And Crispy, who who has the better infrastructure, it's going to be Microsoft. So I think you're dead on the money there, dude. Yeah, I mean, you want new experiences on your console. Like, yes, you have your 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 beloved exclusives. Like, they are beloved. But like, if you go watch somebody, like I don't have a Switch, but you go watch somebody play some of these games, I'm like, damn, I swear to God, I played that freaking 15 years ago. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, I'm just I'm saying that like, there's something there. There's a reason for them to do it, and it would help both. You know what I'm saying? Because it would get people into the the subscription service that is Xbox Game Pass, and it would help people say, "Hey, I can play on my Switch, and you know, I, I could play Outer Worlds at a normal frame rate. You know, might have a little stuttering here and there, but it's better than 10 frames per second, and people would enjoy it, and and it might actually potentially sell them more consoles. You know, what I, I mean? agree. So, yes, just a thought. I mean, listen, it's it's an interesting thought, None, uh, you know, for sure. There's no doubt about it. And obviously, you know, there is we ha we have to understand something here. I know people are like, well, you know, some people in the chat are like, well, just a second. Nintendo wants to sell their own consoles. Listen, Nintendo knows that they are the second console, but Nintendo is doing better than both Xbox and PlayStation, Xbox One and PS4 right now. They are curb stomping them. You cannot find one in this country. And if you do, you're paying through the nose to get it. Um, they're doing just fine. But they have been working with Microsoft. There's a, there is a working relationship there. And, you know, you got to remember, Master Chief coming into Switch or, or, or Smash Brothers, I should say, could potentially sell more Switches for Microsoft. I mean, for, for Nintendo and vice versa. So it's going to be one hand washes the other. Real quick, we got to shout out Wilmy Hood in the chat. If you don't know who this gentleman is, go sub his channel. He has a program on Wednesday evenings called Gaming Outside the Box. Now, granted, it's more of an adult-type program, but it is not only fun, which is something that this world needs more of, but it's entertaining as all f and i suggest you go over there and sub his channel tell him mr boomstick sent you wilmy thanks for hanging out dude and uh love that you're in the chat super appreciate it uh so let's uh let's let's get um um flamish's uh, opinion on this flamish you know obviously this is not the biggest topic of the day for sure but master chief in a conversation potentially going outside of halo into smash is something that's interesting. What, what are your thoughts on the potential of this actually happening? So first of all, um, I don't have Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate, but I do have a Switch. Uh, okay. So I will say this on uh, on record: like when when Master Chief will come to the Switch, I will buy um, the the game. So and you see, that's that's exactly the point. See. Yeah, so that in the first place. Also, uh, for the younger generation that haven't played Halo and don't know Master Chief that well, I guess it could also be the other way around for Microsoft. They could uh, actually go into Game Pass, check it out with their phones, because it is that easy to get into um, 
the ecosystem and check everything out. Like uh, they will probably check his history, where he came from and stuff. Um, and besides that, why why only Master Chief? Why not Doom Guy? Because he's now also part of Microsoft. So maybe we, we get more other characters from Microsoft as well that are, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Well, you know what? Again, you, you made a great point, Flamish. The, the fact of the matter is you said something that I think Nintendo would take into account. I don't own Smash Brothers, but if Master Chief came in, I'm buying a copy. That is going to be something that is um, a fact for sure, and something maybe even a factor, if you will, into making this happen. Again, it, it's going to be profitable for both companies because obviously it's going to be promotion of a character in a game that many Xbox fans love and potentially would play, want to play on a fighter like, of course, something like Smash Brothers, which has added incredible characters over the course of its of its lifespan, and potentially, once again, have some of those Nintendo players who don't own an Xbox that might want to be like, wow, there's a new, there's, Master Chief is here, I'm loving him, he's awesome, and there's a new Halo game? Oh my god, I gotta get a console. So it would work both ways. Dreadpool, do you see that scenario playing out where, you know, customers of one brand could potentially go over to the other brand making everyone happy at the end of the day yes and i am still on that visual of marcus Venus with the chainsaw however <laughs> what i'm picturing and what i'm seeing here it's him riding a yoshi on there oh wow Yes. Yes. You, you know what? That that you just you just made someone's life. Like <laughs> just running around like like it's a Chocobo. Holy just, cow! Oh, man, you know we're talking about mixing it up, right? Now, um, when it comes to Master Chief, I'm not sure they're going to give up Master Chief. They didn't do it before, and I say they probably will have Spartan four. Uh, was it four five eights? Also known as Petty Officer Second Class Nicole Four Five Eight. She was in. You could, you, you could, but you know, as great it's as that is, yeah, as, as great, as great, as great as that is, Dreadpool though. I, 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 because you know, each each of the Smash Brothers characters have variants. I can see variants in the Spartan, but I, I, I just don't see a scenario where they don't have Master Chief first. She mm -hmm. looks like Master Chief. A lot of people thought she was Master Chief from the get go. I, I think you know what, like she, like, because I, I think she could be like an Echo character, exactly. like different type yes. of Spartans. Mm -hmm. That's what the way I was trying. Because right. like Minecraft, like you could be Minecraft Steve, and then I think the other ones like Alex, and then you have a Creeper as well in in, in the yeah. games or and the Spider Man, whatever it's called. And oh, Enderman, yeah, yeah, Enderman. Yeah, there you go. The GIF, I know that. <laughs> So, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's, I was thinking more something like that, because I'm not sure that they would want to give up Master Chief as, uh, as a character other than just another Spartan, because, you know, it's Master Chief, you, you don't want him getting, you know, you know, everything handed back to him like that, you want him to be, you know, the one that kicks butt and takes names, you know, just, you know. So I, I, that's kind of how I see it. And that's probably what happened from before when we were talking about it, that it just didn't pan out. Maybe they wanted Master Chief and they weren't willing to let Master Chief uh, go down that road. It's kind of like um, 
uh, what is it, DC versus MK. You couldn't do fatalities on DC characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I, I put it to this way. If I was working for Microsoft's marketing department, which, again, if they're listening, and I know that they are, uh, I'm 50, but I have a lot of ideas. The dog has a lot of wag left in the tail. So send me the invitation to Redmond, and I'll move. I'll move from New York to Seattle, not, not a problem. Mrs. Boom is all ready to go. Um, but if I were part of the marketing department and I was looking to not only expand on potentially getting some PlayStation folks to come over with, of course, Game Pass and Xbox All Access and and a, and a, you know a, a two ninety nine console. I would also you know involve getting you know Nintendo players in. That that that's just my opinion on it. I was again you know you you want to siphon fans from every direction. You you know you you you're not really going to pull. PC folks that have master rigs into the Xbox ecosystem, but you could potentially pull PlayStation folks that maybe were fans, maybe own 360s and left because of price and power back in the days and want to come back. And, and Nintendo, you, you bring a master chief and you put someone as prevalent and as special and as a, iconic as Spartan 117 into a smash brothers which is still relevant and, and getting even more popular as the days go past you could potentially bring some of those nintendo players over and again it's, it's a i think it's a win-win for everyone but with that said and again this is a smaller topic this is kind of just to wet our taste buds now the next one is a bit of a uh i don't want to say salty it's a it, it's a bit of a spicy one and i'm going to go right into it you know now obviously with the playstation 5 digital edition and physical editions only 41 days away from launch there are many unanswered questions that still need to be asked uh, how much does the os take of the eight uh, of the 825 gig hard drive is it 200 like microsoft is it 10 like some of the fanboys are saying i don't know because sony's not talking uh, does the console have vrs which is of course short for variable rate straight shading i don't know how many games will be supported at launch for backwards compatibility and will those games take full advantage of of course the uh, you know the power of the PlayStation Five it, you know I mean are they going to get you know is is boost mode going to be enabled for every game is it going to be on only first party games to start out and eventually you know spread their wings there's there's a lot of uh, unanswered questions but but besides all of those unanswered questions we're starting to get into the weeds of potential problems for the PlayStation 5 when you talk about cross-generational saves, meaning that if you start a game on the PlayStation 4, you're probably going to have to start that game over on the PlayStation 5, which sucks. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because well, we have confirmation that uh, two games uh, that, that have been that have made the news recently, Dirt 5 uh, and y Yakuza Like a Dragon, as well, of course, is some confusion to Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, and uh, the HD version of Spider-Man, you, know, you know, saves not being able to be moved over, meaning that you're going to have to start the game fresh. The game will work. Like, for instance, if you buy Miles Morales on the PlayStation 4 and you upgrade to a PlayStation 5, you do get the free upgrade. 
But you're again, based on what we have read, the save transfer file will not be not work. It's a little strange, and I don't understand why this is. Um, so you know, again, we're gonna we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for, uh, further. But you know, as of this show, uh, which obviously is sept- uh, is no October second, Sony has not responded to the ongoing talking point that many gamers and gaming journalists in this community want to know, and that is why these 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 safe uh, files are not transferable. So uh, I pulled a quote from the Washington Post reporter Gene Park who wrote on Twitter Monday, uh, hearing a lot of different devs that PlayStation 4 saves won't work on the PlayStation 5, Xbox X, uh, Xbox Series X seems to bring your old save files with you. So what I want to do is I kind of want to just make the screen just for my avatar for a second. I want to bring up a picture because this was very Sony-esque. Uh, and what I'm talking about is um, Major Nelson's response to this, and I'm putting it up on the screen, and this is from Larry Herb's official Twitter account, and this is this is a this is a a, a, a jab for sure at Sony, uh, and again this is this is very Sony. Like it almost seems as if Microsoft has taken a play a, many pages out of Sony's uh, playbook, and they're using them to their advantage. So this is what Larry Herb had to say. He says cloud saves and four generations of compatibility means. I pick up right where I left off in Fallout 4 from the comfort of my Xbox Series X. And he has the check mark, and it says, Saved games and progress on my level 52 character, check. Uh, fast loading and quick resume mean more time to help settlements, check. And obviously, again, that, that is a bit of a dig at Sony. And you know what's funny? And Joe, of course, I have to go to you first because you are our representative for Sony. You even has said it yesterday that you have some questions as to what Sony is doing. And look, you're buying a PlayStation 5. I'm buying a PlayStation 5. I would dare say that the near 500 people that we have here, there's a good portion of you guys and gals that are going to buy PlayStation 5. So that's that has not even a conversation. The conversation is we're 41 days to launch. We have not had an Austin Evans or Digital Foundry breakdown. For God's sakes, we haven't even seen the console officially in the wild outside of the one picture that I talked about yesterday with the pl- from the plant where the three, uh, the three workers were holding – well, the one guy was holding it, and he had the two other workers alongside of him. But we haven't seen it you know, go one-to-one against the Series X. No, no one's had it. No one's been sent it. There's a lot that there is a lot of questions here, Joe. Joe, what, what do you th- what are your thoughts on now the save issue starting to wreak its ugly head? Well, I thank you for for mentioning we haven't seen anything yet. Hopefully, in 43 hours, Japanese YouTuber creator Akami, I totally butchered that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll finally we'll finally see something. So, so, you, is it, so 43 yeah. hours, I'm assuming that's probably was Sunday for them? <gasps> On my birthday. What? Um, can, I, can I step in for a second? Yeah, sure. go for it. Not, not to interrupt, but uh, did we forget that there was pictures from Taiwan's National Communications Commission where they had the ruler? Yes, the FCC for Taiwan. They, they did show right. pictures of it. They yeah, they that absolutely there. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, you know that. I know that, but w- what about the average person who's considering buying a PlayStation Five? Where are the pictures? Where are the yeah. breakdowns? Where, where, where is the information outside of 
you can play Miles Morales and 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 Demon Souls. What else? I think. I think it's it's interesting. I think Microsoft uh, and and Sony have opposite uh, issues to address. One more severe than the other, which is Sony's. Um, but like where Sony's like, we've shown you games run on running on this console. Xbox really hasn't done no they haven't that's correct yes and and on the other end microsoft has shown you all these amazing services sony has not they've been very silent on that um which like at the end of the day real talk i don't know how much that affects the average consumer of how much they really care about a ui i think they want to know about certain features for sure like backwards compatibility but the whole grand scheme of things i don't know if i i I don't think the UI is the most important thing in the world for, for the layman for us. It means a lot. Ooh, excuse me. It's coffee. And, uh, and so for me as a PlayStation fan, we even discussed this on the trophy room this week. Um, there is a, a frustration of just like, listen, I don't know if it if it is strictly because your box is uglier than the Xbox, it's bigger than the Xbox, that you don't want to send these out to creators because I think Microsoft's marketing um, and PR have been so on point and so above ab- above it for, uh, overall um, this past month. Like we're seeing creators of all of all shapes and sizes start getting their hands on Series Xs. Where's mine? I don't know, Microsoft. Come on, where's my... I, I, listen, you know? you know, hey, I got one better for you there, brother. I yeah. had Major Nelson on my show. Hey, yeah. you know, hello, Microsoft. Can I try Can I try an extra <laughs> Exactly. And if you do, can I come over? Boom, I want, I want to see it. Absolutely. But, well, we're, you're within, within driving distance. So, yes, exactly. you can come over. Sweet. So, uh, so, with that said, like, they've done such a great job of marketing the services that you get on this console. Backwards compatibility being the 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 most important and the the biggest one that they're able to constantly do you know this is how you trade your old games that sony did back in the ps um mm-hmm. you know beginning of that era and so like they're constantly doing that you know the backwards compatibility thing is something that microsoft knows they they own that issue and now with this the cloud saves it's always it's confusing to me because i don't know why those saves can't be migrated over from PS4 to PS5. Like, it kind of seems like, it really does seem like a no-brainer, but maybe there's something to it that, like, Microsoft Software Division, because they're a software company, first, right. they just, they understood that better than than PlayStation. Um, but I, it is it is befuddling to me, because you're seeing Dirt 5 now going, some things will carry over, not everything, and then Yakuza going, you're going to have to start from zero, and also... Uh, Spider-Man going, you're going to have to start from scratch. Yeah, I don't know at the end of the day how big of an issue it is in terms of like the older games that you're going to be playing. Like if I'm popping in Bloodborne, am I really going to be disappointed that, you know, I left it two years ago and I'm coming back and I'm in the middle of, you know, the ROM fight? I don't think so. But in terms of like the newer games, like your Far Cry 6 or your Yakuza or your Dirt 5s or even Cyberpunk is a great example as well. Like if if most games don't have this or none of these games have these cross saves, that becomes a much more of an inconvenience and it makes Microsoft just look so much more ahead of this generation in terms of the way of thinking about, about the console. So I think when Jim Ryan said they believe in generations, it was definitely because the cross saves, there is none. So to me, it is, it is, it's, 
I'm just frustrated that it's been 40, it's, we have 41 days left. And I would like to see some of these features. Like, we, like we're relying on data miners to tell us that we have a boost mode. We're relying on data miners to tell us how many games are actually backwards compatible. Like we're relying on people to, to, to go within the code base of certain announcements or certain uh, systems to tell us what is and what isn't. And that is not a good look if you're Sony. And I don't know why, I don't know why they're, they're not as forthcoming. It's again, it's, it's confusing. And it yeah, doesn't. It, it doesn't perceive a lot of confidence as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the one thing about Sony that you and I both have said publicly that we appreciate is their boldness mm-hmm. when it comes to their advertising. I, I've called their their marketing the twenty four inch python uh, of Hulk Hogan. Uh, they, they they literally have been dominant this entire generation. And the one thing about Sony is they're not afraid or shy or even embarrassed to tout something that they have that the other guys don't have. And, and that's good marketing. That that's that is yeah. what they have done. That is what won them the generation uh, because they were overly aggressive when it came to their marketing. And you know, obviously. With them, they have been extremely coy. I would even dare say as to be uh, silent, if you will, as opposed to what Microsoft has been doing. Microsoft has, again, you want to talk about uh, managing the mind share in a dominant 180 degree turnaround from what how we all believe they failed. In the in the past, well, the current generation that we're in, and they have been on point. It, it's been one major announcement after another. Yeah. It's been one major um, video from uh, the, the the you know the lead developer of the Series X and S and and um, um oh my God, his name escapes me, Jason Ronald. Uh, you know, mm. you've had numerous interviews with Phil Spencer. We've had okay, we've had some leaks which weren't cool. But it propelled them. That mistake somehow they were able to pivot and it propelled them to, you know, again regaining the market share. I'm not market share. The mind share of current uh, of the next generation that's upon us. And of course the Bethesda thing. So it's it is it is certainly. I would I would even dare say I don't want to say concerning like oh my god the PlayStation 5 is dead that's the folks right. that that's that's utter nonsense the PlayStation 5 is going to be fine but as a gamer who's going to buy their their buy their console like everybody else it would be nice to potentially have some information Joe and and honestly I like I think Ainsley said it really well like we're starting to see the shift again in in terms of the marketplace like uh like I don't I don't I I know I'm crazy I don't inherently believe that there's a bias towards PlayStation this generation I think there's always going to be an inherent bias towards the console that does the best in each generation like I remember the good old days with the 360 most people had the 360 which meant there's going to be more coverage towards it and more coverage in terms of that ecosystem so like I'm seeing the 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 turn from even major sites taking a look at 
the Xbox One and taking a look at it differently and doing and and having more positive praise for it. Um, and that's and that is a huge thing for Microsoft because they've had to they've had to prove over the years that they are doing these forward thinking things and having the barrage of all these things now turns those 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 heavy you know juggernauts within the industry to look at this console and then turn to PlayStation and go all right so what have you done for me lately and look they have 41 days they 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 you know the most important uh, thing for them is the the last month of pushing out this this console. It's already pre-ordered really well. It, you know, chaos ensued and whatnot. <laughs> but they really they really need to now go out and say, and maybe this was just like Xbox's week or two, right? Maybe they saw this and went, okay, all right. So their console is coming out here. They got Bethesda. Okay, let's let's hunker down for a minute and let's gather ourselves for a big old bash. Um, but they need to do it sooner rather than later. So really, I would say start getting concerned if we don't see anything next week. Okay. If we don't see anything next week, if Travis Scott doesn't come out and he shows us the console too, then there is then there's there's trouble afoot with that marketing. But I think it's always like it's always a um you know a, a 2020 you know hindsight looking thing where when we finally get that information, we'll forget that it took so long. Uh, so hopefully when that information comes out, there's more positives than negatives. Oh, of course, of course. And, and that's what you want. If you're going to be investing into the Sony brand, whether you are new to their brand or potentially already a fan like most of us here, that is going to be reinvesting into the future. You want more positive and negative. You know, before I bring Crispy Bomb into the conversation, I have to catch up on some of these outrageous super chats that have come in. And of course, let's let's uh, let, let me just read those off because there's been quite a few of them. So thank you so much for your outstanding generosity. Bounty Boom, one of our most generous um, donors for Double Barrel Gaming and fantastic community member in his own right, drops uh, several um, uh, super chats. The first one saying uh, after five dollars, saying "Boom, where is the PS5?" I, I would like to know. Uh, I would also like to uh, play test it and potentially unbox it. So, Sony, yeah. if you're listening to this program, first give Joe his first. He's <laughs> he is the voice of the PlayStation Nation. You give it to him first, but I wouldn't mind. I'm going to be honest with you. And listen, you're going to get the truth out of Boom. So I would appreciate that, Sony, if you're listening. Um, Bounty Boom, just another $5 super chance. I said it already on another podcast, Boom, and I'll say it everywhere. PlayStation is not ready for next generation. I mean, we don't know. Uh, it, it, it seems like there are definitely walking the fine uh, razor's edge of madness with no information um, uh, this close to launch. We'll see. Next week is a great telling point. Joe completely pointed it out, and I was thinking it. I'm glad you said it. if we don't see anything next week, and if, and if next Friday's Breakfast Boom starts and we have not heard anything from uh, from Sony, there is at that point now it's time to panic because yeah. we're talking now we're under under thirty days to launch and we have nothing. That's that's concerning for sure. We also have oh bounty boom drops another five dollars. Which says um, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. You're going to support PlayStation Four for the rest of, for for the next three years and can't transfer a save. 
That is an interesting point there, dude. That is that is pretty interesting. And those words came out of Jim Ryan's mouth directly. So it is a bit uh, perplexing. Uh, East Texas Alice, a very good friend of the show, drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, hit that like button, everyone. Indeed, we have almost 600 people here, folks. And if you are enjoying the show, hit the like button. Trust me, it does help. And the channel has been growing. As a matter of fact, I don't know which one it was, but I have almost 7,000 likes on one particular show. I don't know if that was yesterday's, which just crossed 18,000 views. And considering I only have 6,000 subs, that is pretty sick. I got to be honest with you. And I'm honestly so grateful for the outstanding support. Sin Vendetta drops another Five dollars super chat and says, It's just me. Is it just me, or does Jim Ryan's nose look longer? <laughs> I mean, he, he might be suffering from Pinocchioism. I, I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, we have another um, a good friend of the show, Psycho Not Eight, drops a two dollar super chat and says, The Xbox Series X embargo has been lifted. More info to come. Yes, we are hearing that Monday we might get some current game. Um, game well, current gameplay from some of the games re that are going to be released in the next couple of weeks, and that would be dope. Again, another Monday, another Xbox explosion. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Bounty Boom drops. Oh, wow, dude, another five dollars super chat. Thank you for your generosity. He says this that's why they keep showing Spider Man over and over and over again. The fact is, they're scared because Digital Foundry will tell the truth. I'm well, here's the thing about that. Digital yes. Foundry, they're like, if these screenshots are true from the remaster, it's really impressive. Oh, dude, like, I, 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 first of all, just the change of the face yeah. of Peter Parker is it's a cool. good face. It's like, not, not the other face looked like he was 36. Like, he you know? look, he, yeah, he, I didn't like the face of the other one. The mm. new one looks like a combination of the old face along with the kid that's playing him now. Yep, Tom. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, Tom Holland. So it, ha, I, we're I, calling him Hom Tomlin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Amazing. Uh, a, a very good friend of the show, generous friend of the show, gamer by choice, drops an outstanding $10 super chat. Wow, dude. Thank you for your generosity. He says, if Sony doesn't say something officially, then let others leak it um, so they can pivot later saying previous unpopular statements weren't confirmed that would allow ability to change if ideas are unpopular. I, I, you know what? I would be afraid to do that if I was Sony, considering that they are they are looking a little weak right now. They, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, again, they're not doomed, folks. No one, no one's raising the white flag here. Not, not even remotely close. They're going to be fine, but they do look a little weak right now. And until they actually say something, until actually we see this console in the wild on someone's desk. You know, doing side-by-side -side comparisons of the Series X and the Series S and seeing some actual gameplay with controller in hand, not, not a Jeff Keighley blowing into the controller, but an actual someone playing a game using the controller because I'm very excited to see what those haptic triggers are going to do. I mean, it's it, dude. It's 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 a new PlayStation controller, and it looks way better than the current uh, uh, DualShock Four, which I'm not a big fan of. So, oh really? I love I like I love the DualShock it's Four okay. compared to 
Yeah, like it, the oh, real shock three is garbage. Yeah, it, yeah, that is that was Hot awful. Garbage. That was awful, especially on shooters. But we also have another super chat that came in after his passion drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "Remember how Xbox looked dead after the Halo Infinite delay? Now they have all the momentum. What a turnaround, indeed!" So crispy, you who we appreciate being on the show, not only because you bring a lot of fun to the show, you bring a lot of truth. And I see it, that's in that's in your in your in your uh, your name tag, if you will, for Twitter. When you see the question marks starting to pop up with Sony, with a lot of unanswered big questions, not little questions, big big parts of the PlayStation Five that we don't know, and now, now we're starting to see they're bleeding out a little bit because now we're getting we're getting word from journalists we're getting word from actual software developers that hey yeah sorry guys PlayStation 5 you're going to have to start the game over but if you play it on the Xbox 1X it transfers over no problem is, is there is there is there room for concern here oh you, wait boom you, uh, play has limits what play uh, does I, have limits indeed i mean it, it let's be honest here the messaging is so mixed at this point that I think, you know, when you got Mr. Bad Bit sitting here and he's like, uh, what's actually going on? Because you're telling me that, you know, you're supporting PlayStation 4, even with new titles that come out. But if you buy it on PlayStation 4, you don't even know if you can go buy a PlayStation 5 down the road and play the same save. Um, it's just, it baffles my mind. I, I just... I'm sorry, I'm seeing 2013 all over again, except it's flip-flopped. And, you know, Xbox got hammered in 2013 for messaging. Now, it's starting to happen within the mainstream media, but I have to disagree a little bit with Mr. Badbit. I think it's it's so, everyone's so attached to PlayStation that they just don't want to see what's happening. And, and what's happening right now is that there are concerns about multiple aspects of what's going on on Sony's side. And it's because, and, and competition's great, Xbox is being so transparent, and Sony's doing the same thing they've done for a long time. And we are in a totally new generation. Not just that, we are in a generation that is changing gaming. And it becomes very hard as a dinosaur in any industry to to be competitive and and this is the problem that they're having right now they don't know how to approach it yes they've done rebranding with playstation studio all that stuff it's it's just they kind of just like got cement on their feet and they're kind of dragging it along like oh we, we gotta hit all the narratives and it's really just hurting them you just you gotta put your foot down you gotta smash the concrete in the ground and you gotta say this is what we're doing this is how we're doing it, and I just feel we're constantly hearing different things that don't add up to each other, and it just it, it's it baffles my mind. I, I, and you know, I appreciate Mister Babbitt, Bitcloud for calling things like this out because you have to. I mean, I'm I'm an Xbox guy talking about PlayStation, and I don't want to sound like a fanboy because I don't hear a lot of PlayStation gamers, quote unquote, which some of them I don't believe even have booted up a PlayStation. Just saying, um, they don't say anything. And it's always just trash Xbox. Well, I mean, then you're not a game. You're just you're just pushing a narrative. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, indeed. And, and you know something? You, you really kind of hit the nail on the head here because one one of the things, and again, folks, we're not going to pick on anybody. We we don't do that on these on this show. We're, we're here for to 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 have a a, a 
a conversation that we can be critical, but also be fair. And one of the interesting points that Crispy just brought up is it seems that the very vocal, and, I'm, and I don't know if they're part of the toxic community. I don't know if they're just being the vocal community, because remember, the vocal community is very small, but they're very loud. So they sound like they're in there in abundance. And it's not really like that. Most people who play PlayStation can give a shit what we're talking about because they're the casual gamer. And that's completely understood. But yeah, you, you brought up a good point. Lot, a lot of the folks that we have seen on Twitter denounce Xbox, completely curb stomp it at every given moment. And there's been times that they deserved it. Let's, let's call a spade a spade here, folks. Microsoft is not without guilt on dropping the ball for its fans. They have done it time and time again, and all companies have. But when Sony seems to mess up, or have shortcomings, or have questions like we just asked that are unanswered, they don't get up in in Sony's face and ask and demand better. See, Bad Bit does. Mr. Uh, Mr. Bad Bit um, does. Uh, you know, BitCloud does. There's just quite a few Sony folks that, that that I know that have, that listen, what, what the H is going on here? I, I don't know. Um you know, I want to bring Dreadpool into the conversation, Dread. Uh, before let me just catch up on some of these uh, super chats. We have Safe Space Invader. That's a pretty dope name. But you know what's even doper? The fact that he has a Wu Tang avatar. That's even better, dude. So thank you for bringing me back to the '90s, more specifically '92, one of my favorite years for hip hop, which I still listen to. Meth and the rest of that crew. Because uh, yes, I am a little bit old. But if my brother Neo Mental is listening. Folks, we did some really, really weird things getting speakers into a car that they shouldn't <laughs> have been into uh, back in those days. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, he drops out outstanding $2 Super Chat and says, PS5 fans celebrating paying for remasters. My God. Um, I mean, listen, I'm, I, I, I've said this publicly. I do not shy away that I'm a part of the problem. I bought the $70 edition of Miles Morales, and there's two reasons why. One, I love buying new games for a new console. But more importantly, Spider-Man 2018 is one of my favorite games in this generation. I've platinumed it. I don't have a lot of platinums. I think I have four. I have a total of four. Um, but Spider-Man is one of them. And that is a game that I loved. Absolutely love because I love Marvel. I'm a big Marvel fanboy. And I love Spider-Man. It means a lot to me because I grew up with him. Um going to my local Optimo to buy the amazing Spider-Man. And it was just, it's just, he resonates with me as a person. Um, and to play that game again, potentially get a second platinum. And now with the addition of all the added stuff that they, you know, they changed Peter Parker's face. They added more cars, more people. It's the city's more alive. I, I I'm down with that. Uh, but it's, again, they should have given us this for free. It, it, that's just my opinion on it. And here's a really, really good uh, question. Uh, and comment from Sin Vendetta, a very generous friend of the show. And Dredd, I want you to take this. Uh, he says, after dropping a $5 Super Chat, I mean, PlayStation fan number one, Greg Miller, got an Xbox Series X before PlayStation 5. Weird. Again, fantastic point there. Um, you know, it's even Mr. Badbit here is shaking his head. Now, Dreadpool. Again, no one is saying that the house is on fire, but there is certainly questions being raised with what the H is going on at Sony when Greg Miller, PlayStation fan number one, is getting an Xbox Series X delivered to him by Microsoft 
and Sony has not sent this console to him yet. Is that concerning? Well, of course. Uh, you you kind of have to wonder what's going on. I mean, why are they, what, what's the holdup? You know, we finally see some pictures, those of us that are in the know, we see some stuff to see and, and kind of get a glimpse at and, and talk about. But I think part of the thing is Sony's good at keeping quiet and, and the rest of us talking for them. And then that way, anything that's mis misconstrued, they never said. It's us that said it, right? So the fans, the haters, whoever, they said it. Sony never actually said any of that, okay? So that, that's part of it. Now, the other thing is, uh, I'm looking at it, you need to have PS Plus to upload your, your um, game saves, you that know, is correct to the cloud. That is another right? big problem. Yes, that is absolutely confirmed too. So what if, because you know Phil Spencer went back in and he had to redo the network, redo all you know to bring Xbox back to where you know uh, where we want it uh, to be better. What if Sony never did that? What if they're still on the old P uh, PlayStation servers that they have locally out there that they haven't really done anything with, except for you know patch and, and throw band-aids on there and now the ps5 are using azure servers and they don't know how to combine those together you know they, that's they, interesting i mean it's 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 a possibility i'm not saying that that's what it is it's, it's just you know you got to think about it you know is is this what's going on you know why there shouldn't be an issue like this but why do you have to remember to upload your games you know what i mean and on top of that you have to pay for a service to be able to hold on to your your saves you know so that's that's the weird thing and then doing that in turn it's x86 and x86 it should be the same right you don't do that when you when you upgrade your cpu your motherboard and your graphics card your game is still the same game you got from steam you know so your your set your game save it's still your game save, and it's just going to shift over. So even if we're not using PlayStation's cloud for for your game save, why can't you even put it on a on a USB storage, uh, you know, either a hard drive or a, a jump drive or something, and then shift it over? Why can't you do this? I mean, this is stuff that's more like it's technical, but it's also logical thinking. You know, why is this an issue? You know, did someone drop the ball somewhere and nobody's willing to pick it up? And they're all like, what ball? Are we playing baseball? I didn't know we we're playing baseball. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's what's going on? You know, just standing there in the outfield and oh, I, don't know, I don't see nothing, you know, picking up daisies. Why are they doing that? And I see bad bit talking, but I don't hear him. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, we can. We absolutely can right. hear you. Would uh -huh. you like to add something to this, Mr. Bad Bit? This is a company that took like over a decade to, to add name changes on here. No, uh, I know. So that's true. It's but that's, but that's what I'm saying. Is this, you know, yeah. we got we got to think a little bit more logical other than with our hearts and feelings about, you know, oh, this isn't fair. Well, no, it's not fair. But at the same time, let's break it down. Why? Mm -hmm. Why is this not a possibility? And they won't even answer that. You know, a lot of times they it's just, oh, it's a technical thing. No, it's not. Isn't wasn't it a technical thing that they could never ever cross play, and Fortnite just flipped the switch. And I know it's not a switch, but you know they did a few things. So it's literally almost like flipping a switch, and they allowed it. 
you know, and it took them how long before they accepted the fact that it happened and the fact that you could do it. And now you can, you know, so it's it's reluctance is what it is. And somebody does not want to put the work in and it's probably only five minutes worth of work, you know, maybe not literally five minutes, but it's it's just a little bit of work. You know, Microsoft and Xbox, they're putting in all this extra work to make sure right from the get go, BC, and then no matter what console you're on, your 360 uh, game saves will automatically work on your Xbox One game saves. Okay. Or so, you know, for your BC portion. So when you're doing that, it's, it's seamless. And now you're going to be doing the same thing. Your 360 is going to go onto your series. Your one is going to go onto your series and it's going to be seamless. You know, so yeah, it's it is a lot of extra work, but they're doing it ahead of time. It seems like somebody dropped the ball and nobody wants to pick it up and continue on and say, "Hey, let's fix this." They're like, mm, I, I, "What are you talking about?" You know, oh, we just can't do that. You it, know what it, I mean? it, again, it it certainly raises more questions than it does answer any of them. And and I think that the longer Sony, were, I mean, listen, when, when there's a problem. The way that you 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 put out the fire is you get in front of it, and Microsoft has done that. Now, granted, they have dropped the ball very very similar to what Sony is doing, but they their PR has been on point. When something is awry, they get up in front of it, um, and Sony normally would get in front of something like this uh, by, by doing a video, by doing a, a, a blog post, something to conf- you know to you know, calm the fires, if you will. And they haven't. And, you know, the, the save situation, yes, it happened this week, but we're at Friday. I started hearing about this on Monday. And, you know, obviously it, 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 it's like, like a fire. It starts off with a spark and then it's now it's kind of blazing a little bit and there's been no response from Sony. So it's it certainly without, again, you know, raising the white flag here, questions that need to be answered. And and it's unfortunately, the questions are starting to pile up. Uh, like I said in the opening of the of, of the of of this particular topic, there are all those questions that are still unanswered, and now we're getting the save issues. You know, my question, and, and, and again, another question to the pile is what the hell is going on at Sony? Uh, Flemish, let's bring you in the conversation and hear your thoughts and theories. Uh, does 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 PlayStation players need to be concerned? And when do you think Sony is going to address all of these questions that many people, including myself, Mr. Babbitt, and several others, have about the PlayStation 5? Okay, first of all... Um... I think most people bought the PlayStation 5 um, when we don't know a lot of it on blind faith. Um, (laughs) I think there's a lot of issues that we still don't know um, and that still need to be addressed. And yeah, I, I think it's unacceptable for any platform like even if it's the ouya or uh, a new phone like i want to know and be informed about what i'm purchasing and what it can do and what it can't do uh, i mean that's something that should be addressed before pre-orders go live um and b- besides that uh, yeah it's it I, I just hope we get something soon i mean I, I'm a little bit unlucky with my PlayStation 5 that I will not get one before March next year uh, anyway uh, because of the pre-orders. 
Um, so I have enough time to actually see what's going on with the PlayStation. But most people that will have a PlayStation and they have one on pre-order don't, don't know what's going on. So they're like just hoping that everything is going to be all right. And mm -hmm. because they were the market leader and because a lot of people have blind faith into them because of all the good exclusives they have, uh, all the stuff they've done before that people were like, hey, PlayStation. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's going to be or a rude awakening for most of them, or um, it's going to be great if they come out and say everything is all right and this is what we did. And that's good news. I hope it's good news, but <laughs> I'm holding my breath here um, for everyone. So, uh... yeah, it, it, again, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, here's, here's another interesting point that I forgot. Um, Alana Pierce, not, 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 not a surprise there. She got an X, no PS5. Yang Ye, uh, one of the biggest supporters of the Sony brand. Did not get a PlayStation 5, but he did get a Series X. As a matter of fact, I'm going to watch his video because I'm a big fan of that dude. I, I yeah. like Kanye. I, I, he, they, I mean, sometimes when he goes over the top with his acting, it's over the top. But I love him nonetheless. And uh, he, got an, he got an X. He did a video on it. I'm going to watch it after. All of these prominent uh, YouTubers here in the States are getting Series Xs and no PlayStation 5s, and we're 41 days out from launch. I and that's such a smart thing for them to do as well, because I've seen some people yeah. salty about it, and there's nothing to be salty about. No, why like, would you be this, salty? Well, well because they didn't get one? <laughs> exactly. And, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is really smart. Like, you go to a Greg Miller who's known for PlayStation, they have an audience there that, like, like real talk, you know, non-toxic sony folks we're, we're a nice bunch and we're just in our ecosystem we're just chilling well they're the we're, best friends they're the best yeah, friends that, that's what yeah. Greg Miller pushes yeah we're, we're just we're just chilling out here and so it's a great opportunity for them to go okay so we know greg miller has a following of like 1.4 million on twitter we know he has an active audience that trusts his word bam let's give him this xbox uh, because he does a shit on us constantly. See what he what what his thoughts are. Genuinely, he wants to say a positive. So, like, you're going to now have an ecosystem introduced to Xbox, and actually now giving it a time of day. Same with Yong Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a predominantly like a PlayStation. Uh, like, I get like he's not his content is centered around PlayStation. But when I think of him, like, yeah, he, he is more of a yeah, he's more of a PlayStation uh, uh, guy. So, like, that is really smart that you go after him because they know he will he is going to be brutally honest. And so you're going to want that perspective as well. And so seeing that up front is a really smart move by Microsoft. Well, it's, it's only smart if they're this confident, which they seem to be so confident at this point about the the, mm -hmm. the hardware that they're pushing out. And I think I think that's that's a telling sign for even me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it really it really gives me confidence and and when i can get one and i'm invested in the ecosystem already but now it's like i my, my patience is, is few and far between you know if, at first i'm like oh i have the one x i don't really have to worry about it that much and i'm like give me now <laughs> yeah, and i also want to add on that as well like be, because people uh watch a lot of youtube and they see these youtubers and they actually watch them like every week every day uh, when they bring out new videos they got like a little bit of a connection with them yeah. so they actually trust them more than the marketing speak we have from the companies themselves so it's always 
I think it's one of the smartest moves I've seen uh, happening uh, in the industry lately um, with these consoles then, of course, uh, that they just bring it to the YouTubers um, overall. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, we'll, we'll see. I mean, again, it's one of those things that when you hear Joe talk about uh, you know, a prominent uh, YouTuber from Japan is going to be able to is 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 getting the PlayStation Five first. It makes you scratch your head for a couple of reasons. Um, one, they have done very well in Europe uh, for sure, six to one ratio when it comes to PlayStation sold versus Xbox Ones. Uh, that's Jim Ryan. He he really pushed the narrative uh, in in that region and uh, obviously won them the generation there. But here in the states, it's a little odd. That you have so many prominent PlayStation supporters that have rather large YouTube followings. We're not talking about little Mr. Boomstick here with 6,000. We're talking about potentially some, like a Yang Ye. That guy has, what, he's closing in on 2 million? I mean, wow, that's the guy you want to give that console to. Get him talking about it. But again, it's, 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 it's head-scratching, man, for sure. Well, not just that. If I what, like the last point is, yeah, when they get their hands on that th these consoles, probably in a week or two from now. Who knows? Like they probably have a box and it's like embargo, and you can't even take a picture of a type of deal. Um, no matter when they get their hands on it, it will now be compared to the Xbox. No yeah. matter what, yeah. no matter what. So if they came out first, of course, they'd be like, yeah, we've heard Xbox is more powerful, but it would be just focused solely on the PlayStation specs of this machine and, and all its capabilities. Now it's going to be, no matter what, it's going to be a head-to-head. -head. Here's here's the console we, we, we got a week ago. Here's the console we have now, and they're always going to have that, that butting head. So if Xbox is going to have something better, which looks like all signs point to the text better, people are going to talk about that and that's not a good look if you're sony you i they i think they really should have been out first on this console but it's it's a strange state of affairs i get covid's a thing but even then i'm just like what's happening well i mean obviously they they've had they've had several events mr Badbit, and they've been quite quite done quite well i should say um they were very well produced and they showed the ability to be able to produce a very, very excellent show on both both of them and still we're dealing with COVID. And COVID has unfortunately come back. So it, it, it is, again, we're, we're going to we're, – I'll, I'll say this in closing of this topic because we're going to move on to the next one now. There, if we, Again, to, to, to quote Mr. Badbit here, if we don't see something by, Monday, uh, by, by next Monday, folks, it, it's time to get concerned. Yeah, uh, there's there's just no, there's no bandaid putting on this for sure. But let me uh, before we move on to the next uh, topic, let me uh, catch up with some of these awesome super chats that have uh, come in uh, just recently. We have here, we have um, okay, well, we actually got four of them. Let me just catch up. We have okay, gamer by choice drops an additional and very generous five dollars super chat and says this as a hard as hardcore gamers. We have concerns of Sony because of messaging. Casuals will just buy what is cheaper, games they like, and what their friends have. That is indeed a very true statement for sure. We also have J1405NL, a very generous friend of the show. That's an outstanding $5 super chat and says, first official PlayStation hands-on impressions go live on the 4th of October. 
That's on Mr. Bad Bit's birthday, indeed. So there you go. So you're getting you're getting a Sony present, even though they didn't deliver you the console. You know, Sony. I know Jim Ryan. I know you're listening. All right. I know you're tap dancing as we speak. You got you got the fever. You can't drink it. Listen, birthday this Sunday. Think about it. Just think about it, Jim. And, and you, you want my PO box? I'll give it to you. It's one two. No. <laughs> yeah, just just DM him privately so he you can get his hands on the console. Eagles fan seventy six, another generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding two dollars super chat. Says games I deleted. I log onto the cloud saves there. Yeah, that's well. It's good to do that because you certainly don't want to lose you know a sixty hour investment into a game. Um, and Bounty Boom, my goodness, he shows his generosity once again with an additional. $5 super chances. I love Samsung's phones, but if Samsung is about to come out with a new phone and doesn't show me nothing, uh, you really think I'm going to buy it? That I mean, that's 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 definitely a strong point, but I want to talk about a, t- a topic that because, of course, I'm the host and I'm the one that writes these things. I threw it in here because I think it's worthy of a conversation. I can't say that it is for everyone, but we're going to have fun with it nonetheless. There is a new rumor suggesting that Respawn Entertainment, makers of Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, as well, of course, as the Titanfall franchise, may be working on the long-awaited Titanfall 3. And thanks to a story that I pulled from Game Rant, according to details from a reputable Apex Legends data miner, Titanfall 3 is apparently already in active development behind the scenes at Respawn, and I say, my God, it's taken so long, but I cannot wait. Um, The first, um, they say this, the first to highlight this information came from, and his name is the Neon underscore Beast. He's a person well known for being an inside source when it comes to Apex Legends. And although the tweet has now been deleted, Neon underscore Beast originally posted that Titanfall 3 is for real and even has a, even with a different source uh, is suggesting that the rumor is true. Uh, the information was corroborated by another popular data miner. Boy, those data miners are out in full force here. Uh, called, uh, um, I think it's Beast, uh, B-I-A-S-T-12. Uh, he's also known for the work for their work in finding information on Apex Legends. Uh, not only did he share this original comment with Neon Beast, but followed it up with their own confirmation that they were, in fact, what they were saying was true. So they both had cooperating stories, which is interesting. Oddly enough, his tweet reg- relating to Titanfall 3 also has been recently removed. Ah, boy, that's that's again where there's smoke, there is fire. So listen, l- l- let me let me nerd out here for a second, folks. Okay, now I know that there are a lot of YouTubers who tout that they play games. Everyone on this panel does. Everyone in the chat that I see plays games. We know some that don't that just you know hide their gamer scores or their trophy counts because they're frauds, and we're not going to bring them into the conversation because, well, we don't do that on this pro- on this program. But I'm going to tout my own score. I currently have 800 plus hours between Titanfall 1 and 2. It is my favorite pair of games this generation. And I have been pleading with Respawn Entertainment to to merge the online of Titanfall 1, which was perfect, and the amazing single-player campaign of Titanfall 2, which, again, if you do not 
have EA access and you have a Game Pass Ultimate, wait. Titanfall 2 is coming. I am telling you right now that Titanfall 2 single-player campaign is by far one of the best single-player campaigns in the history of FPS games. Now, you can challenge me with Call of Duty and Battlefield and whatever you want to throw into that, but I am telling you, it is an incredible story from start to finish. Now, the article continues by saying that while Apex Legends may be the studio's big focus for now, the company has softened its view on Titanfall, the series, or the franchise, I should say. Over the past few months, Respawn CEO uh, Vince Zampella admitted that he was interested in seeing the franchise make a big comeback, going as far as to say he'd see if we could make something happen. These words came directly from Vince. Uh, even EA, who owns the studio, has mentioned that something could come down the road if the opportunity arose. So, of course, now I'm going to go to the chat. And, of course, I'm going to go to the outstanding panel with this question. And is it is simple. Do you want a Titanfall 3? Did you play Titanfall 1 and 2? And did you enjoy the fast action along with dropping giant necks onto your enemies which i've done numerous times and it is thrilling to drop a hundred thousand ton mech onto someone's head that is guarding a post that they shouldn't be standing where they shouldn't be standing so i'm going to go to crispy bomb because crispy you are all about online play did you enjoy titanfall one or two and would you be interested in a titanfall three revival well, boom, I didn't play either. So this is these are brand new games to me. And um, now now I get to uh you know go in there for uh Flamishelli fell out of a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never played them. Uh you know, as I've said before, uh, you know, when these games came out, I, I've I had choices to make and it was basically uh pay the bills or yeah. just play gears for a long period of time, which obviously I still enjoy to this day. So I mean, you know, at that time we didn't have game pass, stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's just a great time to be a gamer, and that's why I hate the notion uh, you know, these are old games because it's new to me, and that, that's really all I could say about it. Well, I what I will say is uh obviously uh you have the xbox game pass uh wh when ea play comes into it on the 10th i i implore i i implore you to uh titanfall one you're not going to get any players i went on last night there was 256 players in the world playing i couldn't even get a game because the game is super old it came out in 2014 but you can easily and i mean quickly jump into a game uh, and I think that because you're such a big fan of online, because you're such a big fan of community playing together online, Titanfall 2 is worthy of your time. I guarantee you, once you start playing, you're like, boom, oh my God, I am hooked. I'm addicted. I cannot wait. And yes, I want to see a three. Uh, Dreadpool, we know that you as well like to play games online. Were you a fan of the franchise? Did you play one and two? And would you want respawn to potentially make titanfall three here's a yeah <laughs> of course are you kidding me uh i mean come on now you I don't, I don't know if you were doing pc back then but i was doing pc back then also you know and i was playing unreal tournament you know and and, and getting those games on the og xbox was fun too because you know it were like 
shifting everything over and because not all my friends played on pc at that time you know so it was only i had like a selection of friends on console and a selection of friends on pc so you had starcraft you had you know all your doom unreal and all that stuff on pc and then you had all your console stuff you know so uh, you know titanfall kind of brought it back you know and added mechs i mean who who doesn't love that you know so we we had a blast playing that and uh, we've done it with uh Noof's, um uh community game nights we, yep. we've played all that and when titanfall 3 comes out i'm bringing tempest on on my team or we're gonna duo whatever and we're gonna rock everybody at least he's gonna do well, it you, gonna get, you know yeah well yeah, if you if you if you bring him on your team you know he's an assassin when it comes to these online games i know that you're listening there tempest son and yes he will shoot you in the face i know he's laughing right now that's why i want him on my team <laughs> I don't have to worry about that barrel going right up to my face when you, when you turn a corner and he just hits you with a snipe one shot around the corner not even scoping and you're like what the heck? okay so he's on my team but yeah you know it's, it's fun I mean we've had we've brought the game back so many times you know to, to play with the community and, and it's been a blast it, yeah, it does not grow old so for this to, to be coming back I can see them doing it. I mean, we've been requesting it. So whether where it's at in the phase is another story. But yeah, bring it on. Let's do it. You know, I have not heard this from Vince, but uh, being that I have, I I like to consider myself level-headed and potentially not a boob. uh, I think that there were severe limitations with both um, Titanfall 1 and 2. And I think that it would be safe to assume to uh, that Vince had a grand scope for three in regards to its player count, um, in regards to how many mechs could be dropped on the map at once, at the size of the map, uh, whether or not the NPC um, uh, you know, uh, pl- uh, fighters from both sides are going to be back like they were in one. Um, and uh, I, I think the limitations uh, and the bottlenecks that came with the Jaguar CPUs that were obviously a big hindrance to many developers um, over the course of the seven years of this generation. It could be why one of the major reasons why they have waited because obviously now with the power of the series X and of course the PlayStation five and series S for that matter, they will be able to uh, potentially um, make the game that they really want to make. And I think that, that, that we, we could hear something very soon. I really hope that it's sooner than later because Titanfall is an amazing series. You know, uh, Flamish, I want to go to you next on this because you seem to be shocked that uh, Crispy didn't play it. Obviously, you're a fan of the game. Do you yourself want to see a Titanfall 3 uh, come back to the new consoles? Yes, of course. I mean... <laughs> Titanfall, when the first came out, first there was a lot of backlash because it was only available on Xbox. Yes. Um, so there were a lot of people angry over that. But that game, oh my God. You, you've never seen a game like that before where you actually go into a Titan and can actually jump out as well uh, during the match. And oh, that, that was such good gameplay. And then when the second one came out with the campaign with the time traveling, that was my favorite part of the whole campaign, just uh, the time traveling mechanic. I hope they do something with that in Titanfall 3, maybe make it uh, something like in multiplayer. 
as well. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I got a lot of uh, fantasies about that. <laughs> no, that's wrong with that. I mean, that's uh, the, the, the time travel aspect in the single player was was fantastic. It really was a nice uh, a nice addition. I think it's also something that most people remember about Titanfall's 2 campaign. And also why I was shocked because of Crispy is that Crispy is uh, like he likes Gears and Gears is a very competitive game. And uh, Titanfall is actually also a very competitive game. So Indeed. I was actually shocked mm -hmm. that he didn't uh, play it or didn't try it at least. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> of course I want to see Titanfall 3. <laughs> And again, again, they've been very quiet at Respawn. They're, you know, they're 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 enjoying the fruits of their labor with Apex Legends, which continues to make a lot of money for for both them and EA. Uh, and it's and it's something they're going to continue to support. But obviously, if you are a fan of Apex Legends, you do realize that that universe is a part of Titanfall, uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see. If any of the mechanics from Apex Legends go into Titanfall, I hope not. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Titanfall is is well enough prepared on its own to just keep the assets from what you had and just build upon what they've already, the groundwork that's there. Joe, yeah. I want to grab your ear on this. Titanfall, does it mean anything to you? Because I know that obviously it was originally exclusive well, for Titanfall 1, exclusive for the Xbox, which was a big deal. It sold 14 million. Uh, potentially more now yeah. um and that that's a lot of copies for a new ip and a new console uh but titanfall 2 not so much when it went multi-plat because that's because you know the people at ea are boobs yeah drop titanfall 2 in between call of duty and battlefield which is stupid but you know what are you gonna so do dumb. uh you're very so dumb. dumb uh and you are mar you are our resident marketing manager uh, it's so like anybody could tell you that was an awful move <laughs> yeah, and anyone could, but you obviously. What What are your thoughts on the potential of Titanfall three showing up in the next gen? Oh man, oh man, Titanfall is it's there is this generation. There are not many games that are better than that multiplayer. So the first game I played on PC with mouse and keyboard. No, uh, uh I don't like mouse and keyboard. It's never been my thing, especially for shooters. I played it on a DualShock. I found a way to just like make it so that I can use my DualShock controller on PC. And let me tell you so something, guys. I was really good at Titanfall. Like, really nice. good. I think off the top of my head, my KD was like 3.3. If it's wow. an EA shooter, if it's an EA shooter, I'm I'm into them. Super into them. So if Titanfall 1, one of my favorite experiences multiplayer-wise. Because, yeah, there's, there is a... The Titan element is just... It changes things up. You don't you don't get to see that. Usually it's just like these kill streaks that you're trying to get like a chopper gunner in Call of Duty. And this one, it actually really does change the way you engage with your enemies. And you're not, you know, you're not really hiding all so much as trying to sneak up and trying to like hook yourself onto the to, to the Titan itself. Um, so Titanfall one, I loved the 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 multiplayer. It just died so fast afterwards because yeah they did strand it on the xbox one when it wasn't doing well and having it not be able to cross play with pc players just meant that you had such a small pool 
or even 360 players, you just had such a small pool of players to play with that it just kind of trickled out and died and it made me very sad because I really love that game. Um, so Titanfall 2 is, yeah, like I'll echo what you said. It's one of the best single player games this, this gen uh, in terms of shooters. Like I think maybe Doom comes out ahead of it. But other than that, like there's that that story was so freaking good. And a lot of people point out the time traveling aspect, which adds another layer of like you don't see that type of level design or that type of level work outside of like a valve game like like i'm thinking portal comes to mind or like a half-life when it plays with the physics and such Mm -hmm. so like half-life 2's campaign was so great at humanizing the mechs and and the pilots and at the same exact time giving you ways of play through campaign that you've really never experienced before my favorite level is the final level where you're just with the pistol and you're just like Dude, your daisy chaining headshots together as you're running, your wall running was so freaking cool. You felt like a badass. And that multiplayer as well, so great. But EA had to, had to put it between Battlefield and Call of Duty. Bonkers move. So if there is a three, which I don't know if there is because it's rumored, it's always a rumored on and off because Apex is doing so well that it's like, why, why, why make it? A Titanfall three. Um, for me, I would love to see that happen w- while using the Apex possibly characters, so that you get a Fortnite situation where Apex Legends is kind of like the you know, or, or even Fortnite mixed with like Warzone, where like Apex is the free component to it it's the battle royale and then you have the single player maybe fleshing out maybe one of the characters i mean none of them maybe they just make cameos and then you have this smaller tighter multiplayer experience with the mechs in them or titans that would be freaking bonkers i want more more titanfall and really i just want vince to to really take the reins of ea because Everything that Respawn is touching is just some of the best video games. Just this gen, whether it's Titanfall, whether it's Apex, whether it's it's Star Wars, they just don't know how to make a bad game. Or whether it's Call of Duty or Medal of Honor, they don't know how to make a bad game. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, and that's a great point. That is a fantastic point. They haven't yet to make a bad game, especially in this generation. If you look at what they've done. They released Titanfall 1, 14 million copies sold. That's tremendous. Titanfall 2, an incredible game in its own right. Unfortunately, due to poor marketing and placement, it it hurt that game tremendously. Um, But obviously, they rebounded with, of course, Apex Legends, which was shadow dropped by OPS, by the way. Uh, And everyone loved it, and it has been making big bucks for them. And, of course, they took the reins of um jedi for a star wars jedi fallen all fallen order and it was fantastic from start to finish told a brand new star wars story with a bunch of new star wars characters we know that we're getting a sequel for sure that has been confirmed um i still watch the ending 
yes, of that game. Seeing the compilations. Yeah. Oh my god, that yeah. game. When it comes to Game Pass, y'all, if you don't play it, you should go to Gamer Jail. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Gamer Jail. That's fantastic. <laughs> Folks, listen, let me catch up on some of these super chats. We're gonna start to do the outros uh because we hit the oh, we hit all the topics. Uh and uh w- you know, the one thing that, that um one particular question that just came up. Um and, and Joe, I want to go to you on this. A little bit of an a- 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 additional comment regarding sony michael minor in the chat drops an outstanding five dollar super chat and he asks this though i'm starting to think that the bloomberg report on the bad socs was real what are your thoughts could, could uh, that be why we're not getting any information maybe that's why some of the cancellations and pre-orders are starting to kind of wreak their ugly head as well i mean i think that could be it i think what archimedes said is 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 telling because he he works along this field yes. and so like what he said kind of made me like ease like a little bit where it's just like yeah that's pr- that's probably or f- from what he he his calculations are it's like that's probably a very like realistic number when you're making a first round of chips what that number is going to actually be i think when it comes to the pre-order situation like we've seen a retailer i think gamestop in ireland and some retailer I never heard of in Great Britain say, "Hey, listen, you might not get these things at launch." Um, I think it is. It, it just still goes to the poor communication, or even maybe the exaggeration of GameStop's part of of between distributor and retailer of how many things you're actually allotted. It it, it is. <sighs> It is a crazy concept because when I'm thinking of the PlayStation 5 pre-orders, when it came to GameStop, they had 24 at least in in every store, what it seems like. And Xbox had far fewer, but Xbox, it seems like the people that wanted them got them. And even like Crispy, you and I, we don't have them, but at least we... At least we knew the time, <laughs> you know. At least we knew when, you know, that that it was a fair shake when we when we got online. Um, so I think it really does say that the pre-order situation I think speaks to the demand of these consoles and how poor of communication PlayStation has had with retailers. Um, which I I hope there's a wave three coming along soon, but um. Yeah, it just it speaks poor communication. Yeah, yeah. Well, great, great way to answer that particular question. We also have Bounty Boom, who drops an additional wow, ten dollars super chat and says, "This boom, you can tell I'm pissed. I don't support Sony no more because of what they did. You know the story. I love Xbox, but if Xbox never showed me not anything, uh, I, I would not buy or pre-order until I see it. I mean, I, I do. I absolutely agree with you. I, I can't argue. I can't argue that point. I mean, you, they can't. It, it. 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 Listen, I'm buying it because I know what I'm getting. I have an idea. I'd like to know more because I, you know, obviously, I support multiple consoles, and I think people that are going to buy multiple consoles in the next generation know what Sony is going to, you know, hypothetically deliver. Now, granted, is it a smart play? Technically, no, because you probably shouldn't be buying something that you don't know about. But, I mean, listen, I'm not making excuses for Sony. They they need to do something, and they need to do it quick. And, and, I, and I agree 1,000% with Joe. Yeah. If we don't see anything next week, I am going to be honest with you. I'm going to do a live show talking about what the F is going on at Sony because this yeah. is ridiculous. Because like um, Apple, Apple will tell you on a Friday what what their phones are capable of, all the chips and such. They'll release pre-orders on the Saturday, like they yep, indeed. Like, but 
they're at least telling you what what's what's in that box with sony it's like yeah yeah we'll tell you what to play we we know you we got you there but like when it comes to like the ui and our feature set <laughs> it's a mystery to everyone you know and that's that's the impression it gives me and it's not a good one yeah, indeed. Like I said, again, it raises more questions than answers, unfortunately. Uh, we have Warwick Gaming Channel, good friend of the show. It dropped an outstanding, an additional $3 super chat. says, boom, love it from UK, from, from the UK. He's also a Sony fan and Xbox fan. Yeah, most, most people are, dude. I mean, thank you so much for the support, dude. I definitely appreciate you being here in the chat and, of course, dropping a super chat. That's very kind of you. We have a very generous $25 super chat. My goodness, from Sparty on. He he says this, just wanted to say awesome show, boom, and panel, keep rocking it. Oh, dude, thank you. That is really awesome of you, but, of course, the generosity is extreme. So thank you very, very much for that. Now, folks, listen, as we call, oh, we got another one that came in. We have Everborn Saga. Hey, if you don't know who Everborn is, he was on primetime gaming on Monday evening, and he wowed us with his knowledge when it came to gaming. He will be making a return appearance. He drops a $2 super chat and says, what's up, fellas? Well, what's up, dude? Thank you so much for hanging out. Um, folks, this has been a great show. Uh, for a lot of reasons, a lot, a lot of really good banter, a lot of good conversation. And I think that when you have these shows, that's what you want. You know, it's it's very easy to get into the weeds with the finger pointing and the name calling. But that's not what we do here. And we had over 600 people here today, which is fantastic. And if you are new, I would I would argue that you can maybe consider hitting that like button and also potentially subbing the channel because this is the kind of content you're going to get weekly. Um, this is my 11th live show in a row in two weeks. The only days I took off was Saturday and Sunday for my birthday last weekend, but this is my 11th live two-hour show, uh, and I've been putting the nose to the grindstone and, and quite, quite honestly, really enjoying it. I, I love doing the podcast. I love hanging out with the community. I love putting these panels together, and of course, I love talking about games, and if you like hearing about them, consider subscribing to the channel, but let's get into, of course, the outros. And we'll start with, of course, our regular panel members, Crispy Bomb. You are a very busy podcaster yourself. Uh, you are not only on Breakfast at Boom, you are on the next uh, the next podcast as well as um, the a very fantastic program run on Wednesdays called uh, Retro Renegades with our very good friend Graphic God. Uh, why don't you tell us about those programs and also where could people reach out to you on social media? That is Tuesday, though. Um, oh, I, I got it wrong. It is Tuesday. It's not Wednesdays, folks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, at Crispy Bomb on Twitter. Uh, hit me up on Xbox Live, Crispy Bomb 28. And yes, Tuesday, 7 p.m., we have Retro Renegades. Uh, just a lot of fun. That's all we have. Uh, Thursdays, 7 p.m., I'm on the next podcast. And yes, we go in. That's what we do. And then, of course, here, love the conversation. You guys are rocking. You're awesome. Waking up with us. I just love it. And it's breakfast with Boom, baby. Let's go. Well, thank you so much for being here. As always, love the, uh, of course, the, uh, the, um, that you're not coy. Love that you're honest and that you tell it like it is. And sometimes people don't like to hear the truth, but you know what? The truth hurts sometimes, right? So thank you for being here all, as always. Next up, you know, I guess I call him Superman because he's bailed me out more times than I can count. But he also is a prominent content creator. One, in fact, has been doing something new, rather something interesting on his YouTube channel called 
breaking like, bread with dread that's right breaking bread with dread it's 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 again it's a unique way of podcasting he meets other podcasters they sit down they break bread together they talk about gaming and other things dread why don't you tell people about that particular program about your youtube channel and where could people reach out to you on social media okay uh well thank you uh it was great to see everybody here so you know for everybody in the chat happy gaming uh, you have a great weekend. Happy birthday, uh, Joe, Mr. Bad Bit. And, uh, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Breaking Bread with Dread is uh, basically I meet up with the, uh, the community creators, content creators, just c community members, you know, anybody that um, we can get together and, and get everybody else in the community to get to know a little bit better on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And we go to a local shop. So we'll, we'll find a place uh, locally that we can go to and promote the local business. And I actually did a recording yesterday. It was supposed to be with one gentleman, but he um, kind of called in sick on me, which is okay. Cause we're going to reschedule for another day, but I luckily had a, uh, another backup that came in. So that's all recorded and we're going to, uh, I'm supposed to edit it sometime today. Uh, maybe by Monday it'll be out. And it'll be out on, um, what is it, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Nice. So, yeah, you could find it um, under Dreadpool. So Twitter is Dreadpool at uh, the O's or Zeros. YouTube, Gamertag, and I still have Stadia for now. I'm, I'm still <laughs> contemplating it. I'm holding <laughs> off. But, you know, hey, I'm getting the games for free. So yep. free is good. I'm not paying for it, so I'm just sticking around. Uh, but you can find me every Wednesday night at Gaming Beyond the Box, 8 p.m. Eastern, and also on Saturdays, but not for this month because I'm sponsoring a haunted house. But Saturdays, Gaming Beyond, uh, excuse me, Gaming Beyond the Box crew will be doing playcasters. So look us up and find out what time of the day we're doing that. And it's basically we're playing with all the podcasters and streaming it live and, and getting you know a community again to join up. And then obviously. Friday mornings here, breakfast with boom at 10 o'clock. Well, definitely appreciate you being here, brother. And that's pretty cool that you are doing the uh, sponsorship with the haunted house. Uh, I believe that you are donating your time for that. Correct. Uh, donating time product, and um, just anything else that I can while I'm there. Uh, but yeah, it's all our equipment, all our displays. And, you know, we, we give the people a good scare. That's nice. That's 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 freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, next up, Joe, Mr. Badbit. Do me last. Do me last. I have oh. to go get something real fast. Well, go, real go, fast. Not, not a problem, Mr. Flamish. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. This was your first episode on the Double Barrel Gaming Network, and of course, you killed it. Uh, what? Where could people reach out to you on social media? Potentially even sub your YouTube channel. And what other programs are you on? First, I want to give a big shout out to Mr. Boomstick himself uh, because um, he always puts a lot of work in these shows. And when I saw the show notes come up in my Twitter, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is huge. <laughs> so uh, I, I did want to say that. Um, Thank you. Not, not a problem. Uh, overall, you can find me on my uh, YouTube account, Flemish. Uh, where I sometimes do YouTube videos about gameplay. Uh, I, always, I also have my Sunday show, The Flemish Experience, 
where we uh, just talk about gaming in general. We have no topics. It's freeform, um, and it can go for a long time. Uh, Dreadpool knows. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, for the rest, uh, during the week, I'm mostly on um, Four Guys with Quarters, their channel with clowns, doing the news and doing some live stream of gameplay. So. Well, again, it was great working with you today. Super appreciate that. Uh, and obviously, we're going to have you back on on a future episode once we can get our, of course, uh, schedules. Ah, look at this. This is amazing. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. He's got his, his Rebel uh, Pilots hat on. Dude, that's amazing. And you, so I'm assuming you are ready for Star Wars Squadrons. The question yeah. is, how are you going to get PlayStation VR on your head wearing that helmet? Dude, I have no idea. And I'm looking, looking where I have to put I, my headset. I, I, I see that. I, I can hear that. you guys. But listen, Joe, all jokes aside, you, you obviously yeah. bring a tremendous amount of levity to the show. We appreciate that about you. Sure. You are a fun community member that keeps it real, even when you have to talk about PlayStation, occasionally in a negative light. You yeah. do keep it 100%. Do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone about the outstanding trophy room that you and your best friend Kyle do each and every week. And also, where could people find you on social yeah. media and cross and have you and help you cross 2,000 people following you on Twitter? There you go. Well, first and foremost, I have to say, I forgot to take the cushions out of this helmet, and my head barely fits in this thing at all. So it is squeezing <laughs> rather tight in here. <laughs> but you can find me. Let me let, oh, let me put this down so I can I can concentrate on this pitch. You can find me over at Bad Big Games, where you talk about all things game news, reviews, and unboxings. You can find the trophy room, the video version, on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube at Bad Big Games. You can find the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast, where me and my best friend Kyle talk about PlayStation each and every Thursday. On again, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your RSS feeds, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us there. And yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Babbitt. You can follow the Trophy Room over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And now I'm going to try to take off this helmet, but I don't know if it's going to work. Ready? Ready? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, oh, you got it off. off. Excellent. And, so yeah, there you yeah. go. I'm well, going to be playing Squadrons. It's going to be yeah. great. And yeah, and I'm actually going to be playing Squadrons. Actually, I'm not going to be playing Squadrons because I'm going to be jumping on uh, with Zemi Games on his Twitch channel at 1 p.m. to play Man of Madan. We're going to try and beat it a second time. And, of course, if you hear him yell, they're not screams in terror. They are battle cries, according to Zemi Games. But, really, I'm going to tell you this. They're screams. They're, he really is screaming. Um, but, anyway, listen, folks, thank you so much for being here, for hanging out with us for over two hours. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me in one day hopefully will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me. It made me a better police officer, but more importantly, made me a better human being. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Game on whatever console makes you happy. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. Take care and have an amazing, safe weekend.